If you came in a little bit after uh, we got started here, I just want to let you know that, again, I'm not Pastor Jeff. And this may be an old joke to some of you, but I have too much hair to be Pastor Jeff. So he took some time off, uh, him and Lisa, to, to kind of just refresh and relax. And he asked me to speak uh, with you guys tonight. And uh, so if you're a parent of a youth in here, some of you don't know me. I'm the, uh, my name is Chad Rasmussen. I'm the youth pastor here. Uh, we usually have our youth group over just in that next building over there. So uh, I have no idea what your kids are doing, guys. So I uh, hope it all turns out fine. I have no idea. No, I'm kidding. We've got a great uh, group of support staff over there, and uh, uh, they're excited to, to kind of hang out with the youth over there. They're probably, I don't know, stuffing their faces full of marshmallows. Uh, they could be running up and down the halls, uh, popping balloons. They could be playing hide-and-seek. I don't know. But that's kind of the stuff they do over there for a half hour, and then, then they get me. So uh, glad to be here with you guys again uh, tonight. Tonight I want to talk about uh, something that, that I have struggled with in the past, something that I think each and every one of us uh, will struggle with and, and do struggle with uh, continually in our lives, and that's the topic of, of being patient. And some of you may have just heard that and said, well, I don't have the patience for this. <laughs> I asked my wife earlier, I said, I said, honey, are you, what, what is it about, are you patient? What, are you impatient? What is it about you that, that makes you impatient? And she said, impatient people, people make me impatient. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that was pretty cool. I never thought about that. But when I did the research and the study on the definition of patient, uh, the actually two definitions came up. And I thought it was quite interesting, as I looked at this particular page in regarding to patience, uh, what it had to say. The first definition for patience came out and it said, bearing pains or, or trials calmly or without complaint, being steadfast despite opposition, difficulty, or adversity. And whenever you look up a definition of something like that, it always gives you an example, a sentence, right? The word in that sentence. The example they gave was, a teacher must have a lot of patience with their students. Okay. The second definition for patience on that same page said, a person who requires medical care. The example they gave right below this one, which I found quite funny, was the number of emergency patients has grown rapidly. So that must have been a teacher that wrote that, that lost her patience with the kids and sent them all to the emergency room. Just had enough. By the way, if you're a teacher in here, can I tell you, God bless you. Amen, right? God bless you guys. Wow. I get the teenagers for a year, uh, I'm sorry, a year, yeah. I get them for one hour a week, and, um, and you guys get them the rest of the time. So uh, God bless you guys, especially if you're a teacher. But for me, growing up, um, learning to be patient was kind of hard. And maybe you can kind of relate a little bit to what we're talking about tonight. This is really my goal tonight, is to get you to start to think about some of the things that may cause you to be impatient. So for myself, I remember growing up, and, and, and anybody relate to this, whenever you were a little kid and like a teacher in school told you to, to line up, to like go to recess, to go play, how many kids would butt in front of you? All the time, right? How many of you were the kids that would butt in front of everybody? Right? Recess time or lunch time, whatever you want to do to get out. And you'd have to have that patience. No, Chad, back to the line. Back, I was always back of the line. I don't understand why. I was wanting to be first. I wasn't very patient uh, when it came to that. As I get older... Um, as an adult, even now, I, I, I have some impatience um, with dishes. Does that sound weird? 
I like the house to be a little picked up. I like it to be a little clean. But we made a deal with the last remaining offspring in our house, my daughter, that her deal is to do the dishes. And so has this ever happened to you guys at any time when, whenever you have given a chore to a child and you come home and it's not done? What happens to your brain? It hurts. You go places you don't want to go. For me, my lips disappear. I've learned that is the best thing to do because that means I'm shutting my mouth because I'll regret probably stuff I say later. Uh, that's, a, that's another trick for, for spouses. That's for another message, by the way. But my lips will disappear sometimes and I grumble underneath. I'm like, hmm. I have to be more patient because there's always usually a good reason behind why the kid didn't get to the chores. Usually, right? Well, she's 21. I hope she's figured it out by now. If not, uh, she's got a lot, poor future, we would call him uh, PFH, poor, poor future husband, right? He's going to have to deal with it. How about this for you guys? And I think this will hit for a lot of you guys, especially in this valley, because there's so many of us. How, how, does it, how, does it, how does traffic hit you? How does, you love traffic. Patience in traffic, I got to admit as I looked into this message tonight, I started studying on it. That was the worst thing for me. I realize sometimes when it comes to me driving, and, and really it's not my fault, it's everybody else. That's usually the way it is. I'm very impatient as a driver. I'm always like, you can turn now. You can turn now. What's the problem? There's nobody up there. You can turn. And usually if you look at it, there's, there's something like this, right? Or they're, they're on the phone right? One instance uh, happened not too long ago. And whenever these things happen, I always look inward at myself and say, Chad, why do you have to be this way? What is it inside of us that, that causes us to be that, that impatience, that kind of, that, that, I don't know, me, me kind of thing. I had three ladies in a gas station and this gas station had a good price on gas. So it was packed. So you know how that is when you got to get behind somebody and kind of wait and kind of, you know, jockey for position and just kind of wait, right? Well, I did that. I got a pretty good spot. I'm waiting uh, for, for these three ladies. All three of them, for whatever reason, had to get out and pump the gas. There's only one nozzle and spout, by the way. But all three of them had to get out. I said, okay, it's fine. Well, they, they talk. They pump the gas. Everything's fine. They get in the car. They all get situated. And the lady behind the wheel starts doing her hair. I'm not kidding. It starts combing her hair and they start talking and having a good time. And I'm like, okay, this is all right. Just, just Chad, settle down. They'll move any minute now. And she's done combing her hair, starts putting on her lipstick. I'm like, what is going on here? It, I've reached my edge. So what do I do? I've got the bit, I'm in a Ford Expedition, a little bit bigger truck than theirs. I just start, and I'm not very close to them at all, but I start just kind of letting off the brake a little bit, kind of like, you know, jumping a little bit, kind of like, hey, Hello? If I had flares, I'd shoot them. If I had a paint gun, I don't know. But a paintball gun, that's what I meant to say. Paint, I wouldn't spray paint their car. No, a paintball gun. I'd let them know I'm there. But it literally felt like two hours when it was probably five minutes. But still, I needed to get my gas and go somewhere. Well, one of the ladies noticed it and turned around, and they all gave me the look like I was the bad guy. And do you know what? When I think about that, I think I was. That's a part of being impatient that we have to understand within ourselves to say, hey, 
Well, she was doing her hair, doing her lipstick, doing all this stuff. She was getting ready. It was like her apartment. And what's the deal here? But why did I let that get to me? Why did that cause a problem in me and cause me to have anxiety and, and just say, come on, let's get moving. I should have just went to another pump and waited. Or I should have just sat there and waited until she was done getting ready for a date, whatever she was trying to do. You know, when we talk about these things, maybe you guys can relate to some of these things. Maybe you guys can understand that, yep, I have a little bit of introspect in myself to say, what is it about me that makes me impatient? And I'm sure you guys are thinking about something like that. What about right now? Uh, what about at your job? Does your job make you impatient? When we're talking about impatience, being impatient tonight, when you think about it, it's usually around people. Right? I mean, you can be impatient waiting for the coffee to brew. Sometimes that can be forever. Right? Come on, coffee. Come on, coffee. But it's a coffee pot. You can be impatient when the internet doesn't work at the house. How many people have had that happen and they just go sideways? Right? What? Are you kidding me? The funniest thing I think the internet companies do is when you're out of internet, here's the link that you can click on to see if there's an internet outage. How does that work? I don't have internet. <laughs> Those are things that are under our control to some degree, but tonight we're talking about being patient with others and, and, and really within ourselves as well. Tonight, you could be a parent here. Parent, parents, how, how hard is it sometimes to be patient with your children? How hard is it sometimes when you tell your child 15 times not to do that and they do it? And you really just want to send them back to their maker. You'd even make up a receipt. So you can get a refund. Parents, trust me, it, the payoff is in the grandchildren. Get through it. Trust me. If you're a grandparent here, what about that, right? Grandkids, aren't they a blessing? Right? You bring them over, you jack them up full of sugar, and send them home to mom and dad? Yep, that works. I like it. What about... What about singles here? If you're single in the room, what about thinking, you know, God, do you have someone for me? See, now we're talking about stuff that matters. God, do you have someone for me? And if so, who is that person? And singles, can I say right now that if you have someone in your life right now that, that maybe you're compromising with because you think maybe you might be running out of time and you're not waiting on God, can I tell you, stop it? Can I tell you, stop it? Make sure that that person that you're with is grounded in the Lord. Don't make a hasty decision off of something you feel like you're running out of time with. Singles, take your time. Wait on the Lord. Have some patience. Have some patience. What about brothers and sisters? We've all probably got brothers and sisters here. It doesn't matter how old you are. How many of them drive you crazy? Nobody? Wow, you guys got great brothers and sisters. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate that. I told her if nobody else raises their hand, she's the only one that's going to do it, so I feel like I'm getting somewhere. Our brothers and sisters drive us crazy. My mom could not hire a babysitter. Couldn't do it. My mom would call somebody up, hey, can you babysit our kids tonight? They knew it was me and my sister. They wouldn't do it. It might have been because one time I was so mad at my sister, I brought a hose into the house and turned it on and let her have it. That was the last time we had a babysitter. But what about you guys? What is it about you guys 
that brings you to that point where you just had enough. Everybody here has that, and we all have that tendency to kind of go overboard. And, and one of the things that we're going to talk about um, tonight is, is I know that it's hard to be patient, and so does God. He knows it's hard to be patient. God says, patience, child, patience. You understand, God's, te- God's talking to us as, as if he's our father, which if you're here and you're a Christian, he is. If you're here and you're not a Christian, hopefully you'll figure it out one day and know that these things we're talking about tonight can apply to you, even to make your life better now, even if you don't believe. But as a Christian, God is our Father, and He says, Child, have patience. You ever said that to your kids, your grandkids? Settle down. It'll be okay. Do you ever hear that still small voice sometimes in your own head where it says, I need to relax. I need to take it down a notch. Chad, why did you do that to those ladies in the car? What is that inside of you that brings you to that place? You know, we can relax uh, in knowing that God actually speaks to our impatience um, and that we're not the only generation that goes through this. When I talk about that, I mean that God, you know, even if we take a look way back before Christ, we take a look at King David. And uh, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and, and open them up. Get into Psalm uh, chapter 37. We're going to get into a little bit of God's Word as we talk about what does God say about being impatient? What does God say when it comes to maybe being um, what we would think attacked or oppressed by someone else? And what does His Word say about being patient? We take a look at the life of King David, and in this chapter right here, we look at how uh, it's actually describing um, the, the, the difference or the distinction between the wicked and the righteous. If, in this portion here, David is, is actually, um, uh, he, he's being hunted by King Saul. Um, he's being oppressed. Most of you know the story. He is uh, really uh, under attack. And he's fleeing. And, and he writes uh, in, in this description right here, something that I think we can use um, today, he's given us that instruction example through King David in Psalms uh, chapter 37. We're going to start in verse 3, and uh, let's take a look at what God has to say about that. Uh, I do have the NIV version, so um, if it looks a little bit different, you may have a different version. Uh, verse 3, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Now, when, when King David says trust, I, like to, I start right there with trust. And when we think about trust in the sense that it's being used here, it's talking about a firm reliance in the integrity, in the truth, in the ability, and the strength of God. Verse 3, trust in the Lord and do good. You know, if we think about that, when we trust in the Lord, and, and we understand that, God, I, I'm impatient right now. What, what do you want to do about this? I should have thought about that with those ladies at the gas station, and I could have just waited. Right? Or I, or I could have went out and helped her with her hair. I don't know. I could have done something to do good to turn the situation around. Instead, it came back on me. Right? It came back on... You guys know what I'm talking about. It comes back on you when you get to the point where you're so impatient, and you start to get that anxiety built up, and you start to think, why am I feeling this? I don't like it. Psalms would say, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. You have to consider King David was not enjoying safe pasture at this time. Enjoying a safe dwelling place. He was on the run. 
Verse four, take delight. Um, oh yeah, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. We're talking about being patient, being patient. And, and then, and then <laughs> he says, take, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. God, um, I really don't like this guy at work. Uh, the desire of my heart is, is that, that he would get fired. That would be a good, right? What about, Lord, these things that God's talking about, take delight. Delight actually in this context means experience great pleasure or joy in God's presence. When you're in that time of your life, when you're getting impatient, can you take take a step out and say, God, first of all, I'm going to trust in you. And then second of all, I'm going to delight in my circumstance here, I'm going to delight and know that you're going to calm my heart. Verse 5. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will do this. He will make your righteous rewards shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Commit is the next word. Commit here is entrusting everything. Literally, when you think about that, is it all-encompassing everything? Trust everything, entrusting everything, our lives, our families, our jobs, our possessions, to His control and guidance. That's being committed. Guys, you, you, you start to get a, a sense and a feel of how when we start to get to that place where we're impatient with something, that we can take a step back and say, God... What's going on here? And if you can just picture it, visualize it, God's saying, patience, child, patience. I usually like to do that and then just take a nice big deep breath and let it all kind of out. Okay, God. Okay. Verse 7. And this is the one that can be the hardest one for us, I believe. (laughs) Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. That's dang hard. Is that hard? Especially in a society today where we can go Google something and have the information in 23 seconds, depending on your internet connection, right? (laughs) That's so hard when we have the instant gratification of whatever we want, basically, these days in America right now. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. God's saying, patience, child, patience. Well, when I took a look at this and I said, God, what is it that that you want out of this message today? And I think it is a way that we can actually apply what we're looking at here to our lives. Because if we come in here and walk out of here without something to help maybe make a difference in our lives, then I don't believe that we're doing anything here productive. I don't believe that we're doing anything that God could honor and and be glorified by if we don't take something here and try to use it and apply it in our lives. And, And he's done that right here. How do we apply these things and make the difference in our lives so that when we come up upon that person at the at the at the traffic light, that we come up upon that person at work that you just can't stand and you all can picture them right now in your head? Unless you're retired. And that means your spouse, and that's not a good thing. Y'all thinking about 
those instances with your brother or your sister, maybe the estranged relationship with your father, with your mother. Singles kind of wondering, God, am I going to be single forever? The Apostle Paul says that's not a bad idea. If you can do it, he says it'll save you from a lot of trouble. Most of the guys laughed right there. What was the deal with that? <laughs> Three things that we can take from the text that we can apply, that we can actually use as we talk about being patient tonight. The first one, we've already said it, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. What is that? Take delight in the Lord and commit. Trust, take delight, and commit. When we talk about trusting the Lord, what do you trust Him with? A little bit? Some of it, oh my goodness, Lord, I just had a great time of prayer with you. I'm going to give you a little bit more. Can I share with you last night, when I was looking at, at what we were going to talk about, praying about it, I, I literally got on my floor in my office, and I literally just sat there, and I just said, God, what is it? What is it that we need to communicate? And, and he told me, he says, I want your all. We sung about it tonight. I want all your love. I want all your love. And I, and, and, and I got to the point where I actually said, God, you know, if you, if you want to, if you, I'll give you my life. You know that. If you want to take me now, take me now. I'm ready. Good thing you didn't, because then Pastor Jeff would have to find someone else tonight. But that's the part about being all in. That's the part about fully trusting the Lord. That's the part about committing the Lord to say, God, whatever it is, I got you. And that's all I need. I'm going to take delight in Him. And I'm going to enjoy the safe pasture as I dwell in the land. Three things. Again, trust in the Lord. Take delight in the Lord. And commit your way to the Lord. He even says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2, Be completely humble and gentle. Completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Again, he says, be patient. Bearing with one another in love. It's a perfect fit to what we sung tonight. Ephesians 4.2. God says, be humble and gentle. Be patient. Show that love that is in you. I'm going to give you a challenge. I'm going to give you a seven-day challenge. Between today and next Tuesday night, I want you to consciously think of someone that you interact with on a regular basis. Now, some of you look at me saying, don't go there. Don't do this. I want you to do this. I'm going to do it. And be patient with them. Don't bite back. Don't fight back. Show them the love of God. Blow their socks off because it's not going to turn into a war. Be Christ to them. Seven days, within seven days, doesn't have to be today. But once you start thinking about that, who is, and you guys have them in your mind right now. You're thinking of someone right now where, you know what, I can set myself aside, I can be patient, I can listen, I can show love, and it's going to hurt, and I'm not going to like it, but I'm going to do it. And I bet you something changes. Here's the switch on that. It might not change in them, but maybe it changes in you. God says, be completely humble and gentle. Realize, oh, I'm getting close to a boundary here. I'm starting to see red. I'm starting to lose the lips. 
I'm starting to sweat. I'm starting to shake. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to trust in the Lord. The enemy wants you to do that. He wants you to get upset. He wants you to fight back. He wants you to, 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 to show that anger. He wants you to, to not show that love, not show the grace. He wants you to blow it up. Keep it going. Let's keep fighting. Pour the fire. Just pour the, the, the fuel on the fire and keep it going. God says, what? Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. Bearing with one another in love. Ephesians 4.2. Guys, that seven-day challenge is, is something that I hope you take seriously. Because I've seen it work. And it's not easy. Being patient is hard. And you know it. You may be sitting next to someone right now that you need to be more patient with. <laughs> Pastor Chad, you did not go there. Yep. You may be sitting next to someone right now you need to be more patient with. I know for me, the older I get, and, and, and the longer I've been married, I've learned that having more patience within myself makes it a more agreeable home. Would you agree? Over time, and the older you get, you realize that when you can actually use this, I don't know, supernatural power to put this patience in your life, to be able to say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to take this challenge and I'm going to be patient. If you think about what would change in your life, you think about the direction of relationships that could be changed, you think about what could be freed from you inside, would that be worth it? I know that the older I get, as I was talking about being more patient um, with my wife and realizing that some of those small things that we used to make into mountains aren't worth it. It's really not worth it. You know, in my employer right now, I, 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 my day job, I'm a, I'm a security guard, and, and guess what I get to do? I get to ride around in a golf cart all day in a parking lot on the black asphalt. And I don't know who turned on the humidifier over the last couple of days, but my goodness, it's hot out there. But can I tell you that I know God's got a plan for me to be there? The heat really doesn't bother me that much. And just today as I was leaving... I spoke to another security guard, been kind of quiet, been kind of shy. He mentioned that he was, I mentioned that I was coming to Bible study tonight, and he said, well, I've been helping out at, my, at a church my cousin goes to. They need help with, with audio equipment, and, and I just started reading the Bible. He's 22 years old. And needless to say, I got out of work a little bit late, because I sat there and encouraged that young man to keep going. I said, where are you at in the Bible? He said, well, I just got past Noah's Ark. I said, amen. He said, I'm going to go all the way through it. That's the payoff sometimes when we realize that we need to be patient. I am generally a patient person. Uh, I asked my wife the other day, what is it about me that, that makes me not patient, that makes me impatient? And I don't know, guys, if your wife would say this about you, but I'm pretty blessed. She said, not really, not very much at all. I said, hey amen, I'm going to keep her. I'm going to keep her. But you know what? It took a lot of work. It took a lot of setting herself aside. Guys, you know right now that there's some things inside yourself that you need to take yourself out of the situation and kind of get out of your own shoes and look at it and say, do I love this person? Yes. Do I need to relate with this person? Yes. Do I want to be with this person? Yes. Is that really worth it? No. So when you think about using 
God's word here, using that seven-day challenge, I want you to kind of forecast and kind of vision out, kind of look out and say, what would my life look like if? What would my life look like if I actually respected my boss at work? (laughs) What would my life look like if I had more patience with my kids? What would my life look like if I know that I'm dating the wrong gal or guy and I broke it off and I said, God, I'm going to commit that relationship to you and I know you're going to bring me the right person. What would that look like? Would it hurt? Yeah. Do you need to do it? Yeah. What would it look like for you if you took this seven-day challenge and said, I am going to love on that person no matter what? On the eighth day, (laughs) hands off. You're on your own. That's not what I'm trying to get at. You take that seven-day challenge, you start to build a bridge, you start to get that relationship back, you start to get that patience back, and maybe they give it back to you. If you take that challenge, I guarantee you'll be blessed. It may not change them, but it will make a difference in your life. God says what? Well, there's a promise to all this. Because God is such a good and faithful God that He even says, if you can do this, if you can learn how to be more patient, if you can be more forbearing for peop- with people, if you can set yourself aside, He says in Isaiah 40, verse 31, and some of you already know where I'm going with this. You probably got it memorized. I like the King James Version, the New King James Version, where it says, but those who, what? Wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with what? Wings like eagles. They shall run and not be... They shall walk and not faint. That's a promise of God that you can stand on that will never fail. Never fail. As I told that young man as I left uh, his shack today, I looked at him in the eyes, sunglasses off, and I said, the most important relationship you could ever have is with Jesus Christ. There's nothing else to say at the end of that sentence. There's nothing else to say. So as we close tonight and you walk out of here and you think, what, what, did, he, what did he just do? What was going on? I want you to take that seven-day challenge. I want you to know this. Guys, I know. God knows. It's hard to be patient. He says, patience, child. No matter how old you are, patience. Trust in the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Let's pray. Father, tonight we give you the honor and glory and pray, Father, that, that lives over the next seven days will be changed. That, Father, whether it's ours or, or someone else that we need to maybe reach out to or, or when those situations arise, Father, when, when we start to get to that place where we're no good and we start to feel that coming up inside because... God, that is what the enemy wants. We just want to surrender. We want to, Lord, trust you. We want to take delight in you. We want to commit everything to you, Lord, so we can make a difference in their lives. Father, I know there's so many relationships out there that people are saying it's just not going to work. God, you're, you're a God of miracles. And God, you can make it work. And so, Lord, tonight as we leave this place, I pray, Father, that that your hand would be on each and every one of us. And that in each and every specific 
uh, circumstance that we're dealing with, Father, that Your Spirit would go before us. And we maybe even need to step into a place where we're not comfortable out of our comfort zone and say, you know what, I'm going to be patient. God, I'm going to be patient. I know it's hard, but God says, trust. I know, Lord, You say, trust in You. Trust in You, and You will guide our ways. So God, as we close tonight, we also want to think and, and pray for and, and, and Lord, just uh, lift our hearts and our minds and our thoughts towards the families of the firefighters that died this last Sunday. Father, we uh, as a body come together and just lift um, our thoughts and our prayers to those families that are grieving, who have lost the loved ones. Uh, what a difficult situation, Father. Father, I also ask that you uh, keep your hand on the missionaries. Our young uh, ladies are still in the field, and, and uh, the one that may be back already, Father, that, that the work you've done through them, uh, through this church, that will, will just, just bloom with fruit throughout their lives and, and the people that they've touched. We thank you uh, for that, Lord. Jesus, in your name we pray and give this to you. Amen. Amen. Hey, folks, uh, real quickly here, we want to go through.